This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Talk money to me. Welcome to Talk Money to Me. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. Talk Money to Me is a podcast where we draw on our extensive expertise and experience to help educate you on all aspects of your financial landscape. Now, today we have two very special guests, Nick Langton, CEO and co-founder of Wimp to Warrior, and John Kavanagh, head coach and co-founder of Wimp to Warrior. Welcome, gents, to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. If you're an MMA fan, you should know what Wimp to Warrior is as their logo pops up all across the UFC. But for those of you that aren't familiar with the brand, Wimp to Warrior is the end-to-end marketing, content publishing, and payments platform for combat sports academies to connect with and monetize 500 million MMA fans through a curated fitness and lifestyle experience. They believe that the most valuable company in the MMA vertical will be the one that converts the 500 million fans to participants. And look, they're clearly doing something right with the likes of the notorious Conor McGregor and the last style bender Israel Adesanya being huge advocates of the program. But before we get into our interview, bear with us, we just need to tick off this disclaimer so our lawyers don't freak out. Even though we are registered financial advisors, please note that this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on this podcast is general in nature and you should seek professional advice before making any financial decisions. All right, that's now done and dusted. We're super excited, guys, to have you on our show as our very first special guests, particularly as we wanted to kickstart our first interview with a super unique business, which I personally think Wimp to Warrior ticks those boxes. So, John, you know, give me your best elevator pitch in terms of what is Wimp to Warrior. What did I? What did we miss in the introduction? Uh, you, no, you nailed it. You did a great job. Uh, just a few of the nuts and bolts of it is that we take a group of People, we start them on the same day. They're going to train for 20 weeks, 100 lessons, and at the end of it, have the option of competing in their first amateur mixed martial arts contest. So that's it in a in a box, and it's only when you've gone through it that you kind of really see what the benefits of it are. We disguise it through learning uh, cool martial arts that almost everybody at some stage in their life um, had an interest in, whether it's for self-defense, self-confidence, whatever the reason is that brought you in. Maybe even you're a bit of a fan of uh, professional fighting and you want to have a better appreciation of it while you're watching it on Saturday nights or as is the case with you guys, mostly Sunday afternoons, very jealous of that. So whatever the reason to get you into it, I think it's only when you've gone through it and we have someone here that's more or less more or less gone through most of it, I think you get to really see what the what the whole point of it is, what the, what the main benefits of it are and it's i suppose we'll talk about that as we go on but it's for me it's it's all about what's upstairs 
Yeah, so I'm sold. I mean, for me, it's the peloton of combat sport. As you said previously, I actually did sign up for the 20-week challenge. Started on the 1st of March with my fight was scheduled for the 30th of July. However, due to the Sydney lockdowns, which are still currently in, it's being postponed to the 11th of December. But like John said, you know, I think it's fantastic. I was loving every minute of it and I can't wait to get back to the gym. In last week's episode, we gave our listeners some background of the life cycle of a business, early and late stage investing. So Nick, we know a lot about Wimp to Warrior as we're both personally invested, but for our listeners' benefit, can you give us a bit of background on Wimp to Warrior and how you actually got involved with the business? Yeah, thanks, Felicity. Uh, look, I got involved in the business, you know, coincidentally as a as a participant first and foremost. So I first met the creator of Wimp to Warrior, Richie Cranny, all the way back in 2013. Um, at that time, just turned 40, was probably sort of looking for, you know, some life changes, new challenges, that sort of typical kind of thing that, that happens to you when you're 40. I came across uh, Richie's program. I was already, a, a you know, a long-term martial arts and mixed martial arts fan. I did a, a fair bit of judo as a kid and it was really a wonderful pathway uh, for me to get back um, training in martial arts. I think it really wasn't long after talking to Richie and that I certainly had a view that the sport was growing exponentially. We could see the first emergence of female participation really growing in combat sport and I really felt the path the UFC has become synonymous with MMA, even though there's lots of other tier one MMA organizations around the world. But the thing the UFC did brilliantly was they ran towards regulation. They ran towards a mainstream fan base. They ran towards brilliant content-based-led marketing. And it was apparent to me that it was going to be a sport that was much more widely watched even back then. And so when I came across Richie's program, not only did I decide to do it, I also became his first investor. I co-founded the business um, and said, look, we don't really know where this is going yet, but I think it's a very special idea. There's a long way between an idea and a business. But um, in saying that, that was that was what prompted me all the way back in 2013 to, to first get involved, to first invest my capital. And, you know, equally importantly, to subject myself to five months of the program and and um, and get in the cage and compete um, at the ripe old age of 40, which at the time was a record. And now we've had people in their early 60s compete in sanctioned MMA, which is just mind-boggling to me. So now <laughs> I don't feel particularly special at all. So I've got to ask a follow-up question. How did you go on, on the comp day? How did you perform? Um, I did. I, I, I won a three-round um, decision. I thought I... Should have finished the fight in the first round, but absolute credit to my opponent, a guy called Stephen Ellis. He uh, he showed a lot of heart in that first round. And then I remember John will relate to this, having cornered fighters for God knows how long. I sat on the stool at the end of the first round, having literally emptied my tank trying to finish him in the first. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going back out for the second. I, I think I'm done. I think I'm cooked. <laughs> but my, my corner kind of slapped me around and got me back out there and, and so I managed to get a, a decision win which was enormously gratifying and um, yeah we're like literally it's in it's an indescribable feeling to you know to, to compete in that cage I think you know we always say um, we always say one victory two winners anybody who goes through this program and gets into the cage and competes 
hands down, it's an absolute winner. They join a sort of an elite group of people who are prepared to do something so bold. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was whilst it was nice winning, I, I, it sounds cliche, but trust me when I say the moment you step in that cage on fight night, you have won. Yeah, well, 100%. I mean, I still want to win, though. Like, I still want yeah. to actually win. Um, but I'm not sure I'll be able to make the second or third round, to be <laughs> honest, at the moment. Um, now, John, with such a high profile, I'm sure you had many different programs approach you. How did you first get involved in Wimp to Warrior? So, uh, an Irish guy had done the program in Sydney um, many years ago, and he came back and he told his coach about it, who was one of my, who runs an SBG in Ireland, and he gave me a shout about it. And like you suggested, I did have a number of what I would describe as white collar type boxing, kickboxing, MMA organizations had approached me. And at the start, I would listen to them, but they were all kind of the same. It was like eight weeks training, you do twice a week, and then you have a very hard to watch contest at the end of it. But Hopefully, most of your office staff are so drunk you don't really know what's going on. So I had no real interest in it. It just didn't. It didn't represent what MMA was about at all. But when I heard about this program, you know, you're up at five in the morning. You do this for five months. It's twenty weeks straight through, one hundred lessons. It immediately rang true to me as being something that um the, the real point of it all was. I wanted someone to get out of MMA what I got out of it. And that was a, a massive step up in my self-confidence and in my personal mental health. And I knew you weren't going to get that from 10 lessons or 20 lessons. I had to be tough. I had to be hard enough that it would stress you, that it would make you uncomfortable, but monitored enough that we would get you through it. And at the end of it, you would get the adaptation that comes from going through a stressful period. And that's really what this whole thing is about. I love that you're... Uh, really talking about winning your fight on the night. Mm -hmm. But half the people who do this lose. There's 20 fights. You're going to have 20 winners and 20 losers. That's just how this sport is. It's binary. Yeah. But really what we're trying to get through across the whole program is that, yes, you want to be a winner. You want to get your hand raised. But that it's it's not just about that night. You know, they say, what is it? Uh, failure is not fatal and success is not final. So it's, it's to get that true over the program that we're trying to get you set for other challenges you're going to meet, that you're able to get put yourself in uncomfortable situations to get a positive outcome on the other side. So, yes, I had been approached by other uh, organizations which are not, not you know, they're, it's like every city has something like this with the, with the white collar element, but... I initially was a customer of uh, Wimp to Warrior in that I just ran a program just to see how it would work. And within within a few weeks of doing this, I knew this was going to be a game changer uh, for my gym and really reminded me why I got into coaching mixed martial arts. I'm very lucky that I kind of hit all of my pro coaching um, goals quite early on. And it was sort of like after I got the notoriety for some in some ways and won a bunch of world championships it was like well what is this really about is it about spending all your time with a small group of people so that they can win belts and win lots of money or is it actually about trying to get the benefits of mixed martial arts training to as many people worldwide as possible 
And like I said, when I got through my first season and my like inbox was flooded with messages from people saying this was genuinely a life-changing experience, they were able to get out of a toxic relationship, go for that job that they were nervous about, you know, face up to some fears in their past that they hadn't really dealt with. I, I was I was blown away. It far exceeded anything that I thought would come about from this. And it was then and there I sat down with, with the guys and said, look, I'm in here. I'm in here. This is not I'm, – I'm not just doing running the odd season in Ireland. I'm taking – we're going to the world with this. And um, and now, look, here we are talking to you two ladies. So we're on the right track. I can say firsthand, I mean, the people in my program, they've dealt with addiction um, and they've completely changed their lives, you know, even within the 20 weeks. So it's, it's been amazing from a personal experience seeing these people go through it. And what I love about both of your responses just then was like you both tried before you bought in the sense that you both were participants, you gave it a go, and you understood it's more than just a fitness program, it's a community. And I think that's the biggest standpoint that's different and really unique about Wim to Warrior because anyone can just sign up, right, pay 30 bucks a month or a week or whatever to a gym membership it sits in the back of your mind. You don't really utilize it. It's not a sense of community. And I think that's what makes you very different to like, you know, F45, for example, or just a regular gym. I remember reading in your deck, you know, and this is where my, my comment is and the question I'm, I promise you is coming. You guys have a really big return retention rate. So what was the, the stats on that? Like someone will go through your programs multiple times. Yeah, we, we do have, um, you know, return customers. I think we've got one person who's come back to do like five programs. But the really important thing is the amount of people, um, and this is part of our, our business-to-business proposition to the gym sector, is that the amount of people who then transition from doing the program to stay training in a combat sports academy. And I think that's what's fundamentally different from a fitness experience standpoint is that you're obviously training, you're getting fit, you know, you're dropping weight, you're improving your cardiovascular fitness, you're doing it in a boutique fitness environment, you're training with friends, training mixed martial arts is very interactive, a lot of partner-based drills, there's no escaping, um, you know, that, that sort of level of, of, of contact and, and, and so on, which, which therein builds, you know, a really strong community um, sort of vibe. And, and then I think the other thing is that martial arts – and John's far better at, to answer this than me, but martial arts is a, is a lifelong learning syllabus. And so probably the best way I can answer it is not so much personally, but if I look at, you know, my three sons, they've been on the jiu-jitsu mats for, for over nine years now. You know, my 15-year-old twins were, were promoted to their first adult belts in jiu-jitsu, their blue belts, which, as John knows, is, is a significant achievement when you started on the mats at the age of six and so I think that I've always known believed clearly John um, you know Richie Richie Cranny and and all the early coaches they knew the best mental and physical health and fitness product on planet earth sits inside a combat sports academy that is our absolute fervent belief but what we've had to do through our branding through technology through customer onboarding through all these other elements is make the on-ramp to get involved and to walk into a combat sports academy for the typical um, consumer, make that a lot less daunting, a lot more easy, a much more curated experience. And and that therein lies 
what we're trying to build globally. If there's 500, 600 million fans of MMA and God knows how many fitness consumers globally, how many of them through being able to put their toe in the water, consume online content uh, and all those other elements be slowly tempted towards walking into a combat sports academy, signing up for a beginner's class and then also going all the way to what Felicity's done, which is step into a really intensive 20-week mixed martial arts training program. So that's really been the thesis of the, of, of the business. And so a follow-up question for you, Nick, on, on a business standpoint, you know, once you realize, okay, this is a really incredible program, I can see some legs here, you know, with your background in finance, what were the business metrics that you were looking out for? You know, you touched on the technology side of things, you touched on the platform. Let's pretend I own a, an MMA gym. I, I'm my own business owner. I run my own staff, you know, pitch to me why I would join Wimp to Warrior from a business standpoint of view. Yeah, look, I think, it, and John knows this because he's, he talks to gym owners who've, who've been through it. At the, at the end of the day, you know, what we tried to do was make licensing our program um, as easy as possible and as additive as possible to the, the marginal revenues of the, of the combat sports gym. So, you know, we didn't go out and say we want to charge a, a big annual fee or we want to set up a franchise model or anything like that. We said we want to leverage your existing coaching staff. We want to leverage your existing facilities. Uh, we want to go and find you a whole bunch of new customers. We want to show you our syllabus. We want to show you our training programs. They're our proprietary training programs. You don't have to put a cent up. All you have to do is commit as a licensee um, to do everything we ask. We're going to source the new customers. Um, we're going to manage all their payments, all the customer onboarding, all that infrastructure, and then we'll retain our split. And so, when you consider it's just additive revenue to your existing operations and you've got those staff costs, you've got those premises yeah. costs, and someone's coming to you saying, would you like some new premium customers? And by the way, if you give them a great experience, you know, somewhere between 50 and 70% of them should stay on as annual members. And then if it's a mum and dad, will their kids get involved? They'll be sticky for life. Yeah. So... When you start talking about that, the lifetime value of a premium customer, which is what we really are bringing to combat sports academies, then it really is a no-brainer for the gym um, to the participate. And actually, John and I were talking the other day, and he was remarking about how his first couple of series, he was attracting a very different consumer through W2W than he was through, you know, who was typically rocking up to his his gym and those consumers are more valuable consumers to the business owners who have to pay staff, who have to clean mats, who have to keep the lights on, pay the electricity bills. So it was really simple process of saying, well, look, all the stuff that gym owners aren't good at and don't want to do, customer onboarding, payments, the, the online marketing, investing in all those digital elements, how about we do all that? And how about you guys do what you're brilliant at, which is the second they step on the mats, and Felicity would know this, there's some there's some pretty rough diamonds occasionally they look, and then you, you get to know them as coaches and they're technically brilliant and they're kind and they get so inspired by teaching. So we want to, our business model is we'll keep you in your sweet spot and we'll go and do all the things that you're not particularly adept at or don't really want to do. 
Um, and, and, and that's really how we built it out. Our head coach is covered in tats, looks scary as hell, except we know that he's a big softy. So <laughs> I understand from a customer retention perspective, you can't go from training every single morning to nothing at all. You, you get addicted. You enjoy it. And, and really, you're not just a fitness business. You're a payments platform, marketing, tech, and fitness provider in terms of programs. So you're, you're not just one size fits all, really, from from a business point of view? Yeah, from a, from a business standpoint, we we sit at a kind of a fascinating, fascinating intersection of media, so content publishing and, and marketing, um, payments, which is, you know, the core of the payments infrastructure we build to collect payments from our competitors and distribute that to our gym owners. We sit at the intersection of the fastest growing and most exciting sport um, and sport vertical in the world. So, um, in that regard, it does make the um, – that's where what creates a lot of excitement in building a platform that can sort of plug into all those elements and, and serve the ecosystem is what I would say. That's what we're going to get into. We're going to get into the exciting new next steps of growth. But just before we dive even deeper into the value of the business and hear more from Nick and John, let's first hear from our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. John, a lot of people are probably thinking it's probably not the best time to invest in fitness or sports as the past 18 months or almost two years have been really challenging for gyms. Um, we know that you own SBG Island. So how has COVID negatively impacted your gym and Wimp to Warrior benefited the gym? The way, the way I'm kind of thinking about this now, like we're sort of coming out of it now in Ireland, is that it would be sort of quite hypocritical of me that I'm the last decade or two talking about mixed martial arts is supposed to make you more comfortable in uncomfortable situations. If I didn't see this instead, what for what it was is that it was definitely challenging. It was very tough, but we're going to get through it. This too shall pass. Life is going to carry on. So it's just, uh, I, I, I have a little speech I do with my Wimped Warriors and I say that some of the best life advice I ever got was when, um, do you guys remember what Dory told Marlon? From Finding Nemo? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> it's, it's always funny because I have like, you know, you're 40, 50 people in front of you. And it was like the toughest guy, toughest looking guy. And I might put his hand up and he was like, just keep swimming. And I was like, <laughs> exactly. So we've just for the last year or so, 
just keep swimming. I say I change it a little bit. It's a little bit different for uh, for mixed martial arts. So I'm going to say just keep breathing. So just keep breathing and moving through. And um, here, here's what happened to me anyway as we as we reopened is that we hit a world record on the number of people that were um, showing interest in doing the program. And I actually had to split it across two gyms in Dublin. There were so many people. And I have a lot of friends in Dublin, and I, I speak to people from all over the world, that have like restaurants that you can't book a table at for the next six months. So there was like this massive, almost like a dam effect, this buildup of people wanting to interact with humans again. Mm be outside, do something different, mm. not just stare at a Zoom screen, punching in the air or, or doing push-ups on their own. So I feel that we're on the other side of the worst parts of this and that um, especially Ireland has been doing particularly well with uh, with vaccinations. And I read something today that the, in the world we're over 25% fully vaccinated now. You know, I feel that's that's what this program is about. It's about getting through tough times. When you're going through tough times, keep going. Don't stop there. Just keep swimming. And that's what we did. We kept a head above water. Actually, you don't keep your head below water if you're a fish, but you, yeah, you, get, you, get, you get my point. <laughs> don't do that. And, um, <laughs> myself and Nick, I feel we really, uh, we're, we're, we really worked well together in the last six to 12 months. There was times where he was feeling the weight and the challenge, and I, I'm on the phone to him and motivating him and keeping him going. And then it's the same for me. There's times where I'm feeling the pressure of it all, and is this going to work? And he's reminding me of our goals and our mission and our mindset. And I, I, that was, I feel all that was justified in closing a great round there recently, which Nick did just an unbelievable job on closing a round during a pandemic for a combat contact sport. If that doesn't show you what the world sees about this and where this is going to go as we come out on the other side of this, I think that's such a great, such a great example of what, of what this mixed martial arts is all about getting through tough times, coming out the other side as a winner. It definitely is. And I guess that's a really good segue into, we recently obviously spoke to our listeners about why companies decide to raise equity. So you completed that important growth capital round in February. Why did you decide to raise $7.5 million and what did you use the funds for? Yeah, great question. So we, we, raised, we raised the money for a number of reasons. Now, obviously, 2020 was massively disruptive to operations and 2021 has continued to be. So, you know, we did need to recapitalize the business to ensure that we could continue to grow. So there was there was a, an obvious need around recapitalization. Uh, but most importantly, we raised the money to, um, to invest in our technology platform. It just became more and more evident that there was just so much more we could do. We had used sort of some trusted tech vendors. <clears throat> we tried to keep our own cost base is as flexible as possible as all companies do as they scale up and grow. And and, and with that in mind, um, you know, we decided to bite the bullet and raise a larger growth capital round to really double down on the investment in our own native tech team. Um, we hired our, our chief technology officer, James Fleet, who was one of the technology execs um, who built Compare the Market here in Australia back in a bit over 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, and, and then was also the CTO for Appliances Online. So a real e-commerce guru, passionate about the sector too. And, and you know, James is building out a, a team there. And, and, and so it was really that idea, okay, well, now it's a stage that we are going to come out the other side of 
lockdowns of the pandemic. You know, we're, we're seeing that now around the world as we put programs back on the mats. And, um, and, and, and so it, it was a, it was a great chance to, you know, to, to, um, you know, raise that capital. So we were ready for, for growth and, and we've been growing strongly since, since February, signed a lot of, you know, new, new gyms, a lot of new licenses, um, you know, brought on some new key staff. So um, that, that was the primary reason to, to, to raise that capital and really get us set for the next phase of, of our growth because if we're going to reach our ambitions of, that are really significant in terms of engaging this massive, massive global audience of martial arts fans and, and, and fitness consumers, then, you know, we, we have to scale accordingly and, and so that's what we're doing. Yeah, and I guess coming back to Australia, Nick, because obviously most of um, New South Wales and feels like most of Australia is in lockdown, how has the last, I guess, two, three months impacted Wimp to Warrior here locally? Yeah, I mean, obviously it impacts us when programs are, are frozen and, and um, you know, it, it impacts um, the business on an operational and revenue basis, uh, but at the same time, then we're fortunate to have a footprint overseas as we're putting programs on the mats in North America and 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 in Ireland. We've broken a ton of records. We've, you know, um, until just the other week, you know, we've got a massive program running in, or a couple of massive programs running in in New Zealand too. So that that is the benefit of not being subject to the vagaries of any one geography that we have had that, but. I won't lie. Like like everybody in our in our space in our sector, we're very eager to get back to normal operations, and and we see calendar twenty two being a a more normalised year for the world. You know, it's it's funny, and, and me and Nick have I've spoken about this, but it's almost like that pause in the world really in the end worked out massively to our benefit because. I, I feel, and, I, and maybe Nick will be <laughs> not happy that I'm saying this, but I feel we were kind of growing at a rate that we weren't quite ready for on a, on a world scale. You know, our, our team is still so small and we're all still figuring it all out. And it was just starting to rapidly, there was so much interest worldwide about this. And there was, I remember times where in my head I was going, if this is in a thousand gyms in the next two months, we're not really ready for that capacity yet. And it was like we hit pause. We had a bit of a reshuffle in the company, even t- things in my personal life. I got to do some big fights with Connor that would have been very distracting to me if, if everything else in the rest of my life was going on at full speed as well. Yeah. And this is something I tell my fight team as well, is that situations happen. They just happen. And then it's up to you what you get out of them. They can be positive. They can be negative. Don't think about this. Don't. If you're in a fight and like the your your partner breaks a rule to hold a fence or maybe there's a change of opponent with 24 hours notice, there's always going to be situations that occur. It's when you get on the other side if you're going to look back at it and say whether it was positive or negative. And really what that's going to come down to is how you dealt with that situation. And I just think we we during the time we of course wouldn't have wanted this to happen, but I feel we're on the other end of it now and we look back at it and go we're actually in 10 years' time going to say that was the most positive thing that could have ever happened. It sort of got us to pump the brakes on, on rapid worldwide expansion, prepare ourselves, get some new staff, bit of a reshuffle. Same with my life. I was able to change some things around, so I was able to be more devoted 
and have more time to this. And then when we hit play again, now we are ready to go from whatever it is, 140 odd gyms to 500,000 gyms. Fantastic. Well, let's talk about goals now. So like, you know, what are the next big things that you guys are aiming to shoot for the stars? Like you you guys mentioned FY22, it's going to look more normal. You know, tell me more about the outlook and where you guys want to push this growth of the business to in the next five, 10 years. Yeah. Look, from, from our perspective, we sort of, I suppose like there's some good proxies if you think of it, like there is literally tens and tens of thousands of martial arts gyms and combat sports academies around the world. So so why why couldn't they be affiliates of ours, partner with us, and why couldn't we um, help them with, with the all the elements we want to do? Now, obviously, to go from, you know, circa 140 of to, to tens of thousands, I think there's a great benchmark out there, which is CrossFit. I think they peaked at 17,000. CrossFit boxes globally and you know we certainly know there's a hell of a lot more than that in terms of martial arts and combat sports gyms so we should have those ambitions clearly it's going to take us you know to continue to you know to ramp a capital program and 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 continue to deliver on all the things we're doing really build and scale our technology um, aggressively at, uh, over that time so I think the only way to really break it down, we have some ridiculously ambitious goals um, in terms of how large we we believe we can build this company, and this company is is surfing some pretty significant tailwinds. There is billions of dollars in private equity and venture capital being invested in mixed martial arts as a vertical because the UFC is out there and listed through Endeavor. The UFC is arguably worth eight, nine, ten billion dollars. Always fantastic to have ambitious goals and clearly you guys have a huge addressable market in the space. So we look forward to following the story as you continue to kick these major milestones. Okay, so I want to make a bit of a pivot here. John, tell us a major moment in your life that's shaped your career. Just just something something simple like that, yeah. <laughs> What's the most important thing that happened in your life? <laughs> Well, well, here, here's a here, here's a, a kind of a funny one, and it somewhat goes back to what I said earlier on that situations happen, and it's not till it's all said and done that you don't really know whether that was a positive or a negative. So, what got me into mixed martial arts was when I was eighteen or nineteen, I got badly beaten up in a, in a in a, a street fight, self defense type of situation. What happened was I was walking down the street with my uh, it was like a one a.m. going to a taxi rank with my with my then girlfriend and I saw a guy getting beaten up by three or four guys. Now I'd done some martial arts in the lead up to this. So I thought it would go like a Jackie Chan movie and I jumped in the middle, but they didn't all attack one at a time. They had clearly not read the rules of martial arts movies. So instead they all just came at me at the same time. And, um, well, the good the good part was the guy that was getting beaten up, he got away. So I, I achieved my goal of him getting away, but Unfortunately, I got I got pretty badly uh, I got pretty badly beat up, and after that I ended up. Uh, this is where I was, here's the down part. After that is where I went into like a six month kind of depression period. I wouldn't leave my house, wouldn't leave my bedroom. I broke up with my girlfriend. I was going through a really really hard time, and I started looking for different ways to defend myself. So I found I came across UFC one, and I, I said this is going to be me for life. I'm going to learn mixed martial arts. The next time that happens, I'm going to be ready. 
Uh, I look back now and I realize two things. One, I wasn't looking to learn how to defend myself. I was looking to get my confidence back. And I got my confidence back through mixed martial arts because if I ever came across that situation again, I'd call the cops. There was a police station on the other side of the road. I could have just walked over there and came back for four cops and it would have been a much smarter approach to that situation. And the other thing was, is that going through that period, getting humiliated in front of my girlfriend, getting beaten up in hospital, depression for a couple of months afterwards, going through all of that, I thought I was in hell. And now I look back and realize that nudged me onto a path that led me to be speaking to you guys today, because I wouldn't have started looking for new ways to defend myself. I wouldn't have come across mixed martial arts. I wouldn't have had the motivation and the desire to devote myself to something completely and totally as I did with my MMA training back when I was in my late teens and early 20s. So yeah, what was what as I was going through it, I thought it was the end of the world and the worst situation I could ever imagine. I look back now in my 40s and say, thank God that happened because here I am today. So that everything happens for a reason, you know, it really came to fruition for you. Well, well, everything happens, everything happens, and then we assign a reason. So I would just say that just a, a little bit different. Yeah, I like that. And when, when things happen, it's up to you what you're going to get out of it. And for me, that happened, and it was the reason for me finding MMA. And I look back now and realize it was the best thing that could have ever happened. It's honestly not hard to see why John is a fantastic and in-demand coach. That's such an inspirational story and such a great testimonial to the power of this community and this program. And of course, right, we're a finance podcast, but we love investing and exploring companies that have such a clear human impact, you know, because we believe these companies have the greatest rewards long term. And Felicity, you can attest to that. Yeah, I definitely can. So thank you so much for joining us on our Talk Money to Me podcast. We look forward to following the Wimp to Warrior journey and hope to have you guys back soon. If you'd like to follow John Kavanagh on Instagram, it's coach underscore Kavanagh. And if you want to follow Wimp to Warrior, it's Wimp with the number two warrior. Their website is also www.wimptowarrior.com. Now, if you'd also like to get in contact with either Candice or I to find out more about Talk Money to Me, our email and social media details are in the show notes below. Until next time. Slan, I think that's goodbye in Gaelic. Did I say that right? Not bad. I'll give you your blue belt. Slan la. Slan la. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Talk Money to Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.